Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off perfectly aged tender steaks, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and even classic comfort meals. Go to omahasteaks.com, and when you use code SPICE at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code SPICE at checkout for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite show? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free fitness to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is The Secret Library Podcast. And I can't believe it, but we are at season nine. My guest this week is A.L. Berggren. She is an author and small business owner of All Peace Limited from Stockholm, Sweden. The creation of stories has always been A.L. Berggren's passion. She wrote her first book as a four-year-old called The Birthday Party, And the second book got written with her best friend as an eight-year-old called The Hijackers, which hopefully entertained all of her classmates at fun hour for a little while. Starting in 2012, throughout a breakup, divorce, becoming a single mother, a range of professional experiences, and a hideous family court experience, A.L. Berggren started to write a fictional story, The Secret of the Crying Minds. However, it wasn't until June 2020, during the corona lockdowns, when she was furloughed, that she finally challenged herself to become a published author. At this stage, the story had evolved into a series of five books. The second, The Hunt of the Crying Minds, followed in December 2020, and the third, Battle of the Crying Minds, was published in October 2021. She is currently hard at work on book four. A.L. Berggren, who I know as Louise, which is what the L stands for, has been on the show before, but I was so excited to bring her back on because she is a wonderful example, in my mind, of what is possible with independent publishing. Many of us have looked at putting our work out with a mind to other formats that our stories can take. And as we learn in this episode, her stories becoming film or television shows has always been a dream for Louise. And traditionally, pardon my use of traditional twice in a sentence, it has always been the arena of traditional publishing when stories end up on the screen. We've seen exceptions, of course, like with The Martian, and also with Fifty Shades of Grey, 
But usually the books that we see on screen are bestsellers that come out from large, well-known publishers. Louise told me a story recently about a possibility that's emerged for independent authors to change this dynamic, not only with publishing, but also with entertainment that we see on screen. And I was so excited about it that I needed to bring this in as our final interview for season nine of The Secret Library. Because after all, publishing isn't just about a book. It's also about what the book can become. And I hope that listening to this conversation ignites your imagination as to what's possible for stories and that we need to dream big and think about how far we can go with the stories that we write. I'm really, really excited to bring A.L. Berggren back to The Secret Library. Hey, Louise, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hi, Caroline. It's so good to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, my goodness. My pleasure. And in particular, I am really excited to talk about what has happened with your book since we last spoke, because as you know, we're talking about publication, but part of the reason that we publish books is because we want our stories to be told in different forms and to travel even beyond the bookshelf. And when you and I spoke recently, I heard that there are some very exciting things happening. And that's not something that people often think about when they choose to publish independently. Yeah, no. So I um, something really interesting happened to me a few months back um, when I got uh, approached by a new, um, a relatively new company called Books Office, uh, booksoffice.com, and um, got um, invited to take part of a competition. So it's a uh, books office is a place where they really want to help self-published authors and or 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 authors with very sort of small publishing houses to strengthen their voice and and find a place and a platform where books can come alive on the screens. So I was invited to be part of um, the um, um, the genre, the crime crime thriller uh, stories, where they're looking for the next killer story, uh, to participate with my first book, The Secret of the Crying Minds, uh, as when one of the contestants. So the first um, the first stage of this competition is to reach out to readers and also viewers of television and film um, and to vote on which book they would like to see on the screens. Mm. Then, so so this um, competition launched in June for all the voters and the v- voting was up for uh, for about a month. Um, on online, so people were uh, were voting um, for this, and I, as as it is at the moment, I am uh, part of the top twenty books that Yay! is going sort of forward to the next stage, um, which uh, the the ultimate way will be on a on a TV show, like an X Factor for authors, you know, where right. Where- more people can vote and also a judging panel yeah, where you have the opportunity to pitch your books from there. So it's it's in the it's in the first stages, but I'm through to the next stage, which is exciting. Um, but but I'm mainly exciting of, you know, this platform where it's really helping the voices uh, to come to, to come alive. 
uh, stronger because the the uh, the market today is very much it's always the same who gets uh, not always the same but you know it's the top um, best selling authors that come through the the publish to publishers and also the agents and then to the production companies who pitch it to the channels this is a little bit different where uh, where books office come you know gather a lot of content and really cool authors um and sometimes unknown authors um and i mean some are more famous than others and and but they come and ask the audience ask the readers ask the viewers what they want to watch which is is a different way because it's 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 helping production to be more what people want to see and want to watch. So I I feel excited about this and watch the space what's going to happen next. <laughs> yes. I think yeah. I I really think that for the most part we see you know top name you've seen it on the front table of every large bookstore books on television with the exception of I think the ones I can think of that started as independent were like The Martian, which became a film. But at some point along the line, he was republished by a traditional publisher. And the same thing happened with Fifty Shades of Grey. But now I think that is a factor when people make decisions about publishing. Am I going to be able to see my book as a film or television show if I choose to publish independently. And until now, it was uncertain. But this story makes me feel like we're moving in a different direction, which is so, so exciting. Yeah, and that's how I feel because it's, uh, I, I think sometimes there is a big mismatch what people want to watch. And people are sometimes tired of seeing the 10th series of something, you know, they, they want something <laughs> new, they want something fresh, they want different voices and, and, and in different genres. And I think this is, this is going to be really industry changing. Uh, that's, that's how, how I feel about it. And I'm very excited to be part of this, part of this project and, you know, this launch um, of, of a new way of doing things. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, for, for all authors out there, I think they should take a look, you know, at books office and see if that's something that's interesting to join, because, you know, it's something free to join and learn about, you know, how am I going to get my stories um, to get more exposure for, for potential, um, you know, the the potential of making a movie or, or or a TV series of of it so that people see it in a, in a better and more structured way. Um, Because it's often that, you know, you don't know uh, being a self-published author, you don't know how to go about Am I going to now contact production companies who doesn't want to talk to you because they only talk to agents and they only talk to publishing houses that have, you know, vetted authors and because they have processes in place and, you know, how they do things. And I mean, even if I think the market will change, um, this this is definitely a really cool way forward, I think. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, for, For all of us authors out there. So is it possible to just sign up as an author? So what happens? Um, because I'm not as familiar with books office. I'm curious about how the process is. If somebody right now wants to go in and says, oh, I've always dreamed of my book becoming a film or a TV show. You just go in and sign up. And then what kind of resources do they have? Yeah, so the, you you can sign up. You can sign up both as an author and also as a reader and, uh, and viewer. So if you're interested in books, you're you or you're in or interested in TV series in, in a different genres, you can sign up 
for this as well. So you can get votes and you can then vote and then you can be part of it. The project as an author, you go in, you sign up and you create your profile. And then it's up to you to uh, submit one or two or three of your books to different projects. So the first one was the the search for the next uh, killer story, and which is focused on crime and, and thriller. Um, but there will also be in other uh, genres, so romance and um, you know, or sci-fi. There are different, a range of different genres. So you feel like, okay, my book would really be suited in in this project, and where so I want people to vote, you know, for my books. They can they can look at that. Um, and there is a small sort of administration fee for submitting a book, but with that you also get handhold the whole way of. What do I need to do now? I need to create a tagline, a synopsis, a movie deck for this to look and feel good, you know, for for the channels and for production. So, but you have all the um, the information there. You get also personal support if you need to 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 really be handheld on that journey um, to um, to get. Um, to get um, to the place so that your book can be part of uh, part of a project. So the first p- project was more people got invited to it because it mm-hmm. was the launch. But the the idea here is that people are going to be, be able to do this themselves. So it's exactly like X Factor. You, you audition mm-hmm. and you see what happens. But um, so it's just been done in different stages. But now books office are at the point where, you know, they, you can just sign up. And I think it's about 1500 authors already on the books. Wow. Yeah. So it's growing fast, um, sort of an, an authors from all over the world. So it's really quite cool. It is because did you always dream of the possibility of your books being t- in television or film? I'm going to be totally honest with you. That's been my only dream. <laughs> but no, it's, it's for me, I think when writing the books, I'm very visual. And I think I've always seen it as a probably more of a box set TV series or or that. I mean, or it could potentially be a movie. But I think for me, I've always seen it um, as a um, as as a series because of because the nature of it, I, I think it would make give it the time you know it needs to develop and get to know the characters and so on but um for me that is would be a dream come true to see this on the screens for sure and and i mean and a lot of my reviews that i get on my books it's like i want this on netflix you know i want to see this because it's like because i guess it's written visual in the in the sense that i i see it um and and i think it would do do even better than books. Sometimes it's hard, and especially I have some really techy elements to my books, mm. and I think they could be done very visual, um, in a different way. You know, you can do it with the tech available today. You know, I'm a bit of a tech geek. <laughs> but, oh yeah, <laughs> so, we have some mutual tech geek friends, so I always I imagined that was the case. <laughs> I know, I know, and I think, I think for me that is exciting to be able to bring the books to live and the story alive, because for me, it's always been about the story and the messages around. Um, And I think that that could really be something on the screen. So yes, to your uh, question, this is a huge dream. Um, I mean, I loved writing the books and and, and so on, but this, to see it come alive um, on the screens would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Especially if they, if they capture the vision that you have and you're right. I think your books are extremely visual. Um, 
I can think of images that pop to mind that really stood out in this story for sure. So has this possibility shifted how you're thinking about your writing going forward? It's funny because I think because that dream has always been there, it's not shifting my writing. I think what happened, some of the focus on the writing, because I'm writing book four now, um, The Revenge of the Crying Minds. And and I was um, doing really well with that. But I think with the with the competition and with everything that happens with that, it was it took away some of the focus on the writing, at least short term. Uh, I'm getting back into it now, which is great. Um, and and I think oh, oh, the same dream is there for book four, but it just feels a little bit more real. You know, it feels like, mm. you know, I have a possibility here and um, things are happening. And also coming out well in the competition with the support I've got was obviously amazing. And also a a great affirmation that, you know, this is something maybe people want to see on the screens, which is also strengthening your confidence in that and really push forward. So I think with number four in mind, I, I think all the time that it's, you know, all the visual, but I did the same before, but I think maybe more now with a, a glimpse of reality, <laughs> like maybe it will happen. Uh, which would be fantastic. But I, I, I really hope to get cracking. I'm about 70% done with book four. Ooh. So it's getting there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always tricky because once you've, you know, when you're writing your first novel, you get to do that kind of in peace and hide away. But now that you've got three books out in the world and you're working on book four, do you find that the impact of having published, does that distract you at all or make it difficult to focus on writing? Because that's always the challenge. What I think is that I feel a little bit more stressed with my writing because Mm. I have a series and it's actually, it's a story that builds and builds like a Game of Thrones. It's a story from one to five. And I have the whole one to five finished in my head and my planning but book four and five, is they're not published. So some of my readers are like, hey, where is number four? Like, And I've had quite a few of those comments from people all over the world. Like, you know, I can't find book four. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's not there yet. It's not That's published. That's because it's in my computer. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, it's in my computer in my head and and my, you know, you know, my mind maps and my planning and you know how I do these things but but um but I think um that I feel a bit guilty I wanted it I think I wanted them book four and five to already be published now to be honest but I think my life got in the way um because of massive personal changes uh, which also happened exactly when this competition happened so it was not only ah. the competition it was also a big move back to my home country, to Stockholm, Sweden. Um, and with everything that that uh, incurs, so, so I have, you know, my my children and new schools and new house and move. And so I think I just got a bit sidetracked by life um, as well, as well as uh, the, the competition. So I think now it's um, getting getting back on track. I can start soon, soon, like deliver to the readers. But I think that that has been the biggest feel of guilt that that really should be out. The, you know, my readers who are 
been incredibly loyal reading book one, two, and three, they deserve to hear the continuation and the rest and and what's happening. So at the moment, I'm the only one who knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you how do you protect that time? Um, of course, having a huge international move that takes months of adjustment. I know it personally, and. Yet there is, yeah, that is that push-pull that can be really challenging of, I don't know, a single author who wishes their book took longer. Pretty much everyone (laughs) wishes they had already finished the book and it was already out and that they were ready to put it out. But how do you balance that of, I want to finish this, I see the end of the story, and yet I just have to sit down and write it. And is, or do you have any suggestions or have you had anything that has been successful to help you manage that? The, what has been successful for me in the past is always to go away. Go away on my own. No no kids, no dog, no nothing <laughs> like around me that distracts because I write incredibly efficiently when I do that. And I go in and I uh, and I I can write you know, for 14, 15 hours a day, no problem. And I get dive in and I go in, but that's not realistic, you know, all the time, but I've done it occasionally. Um, and then I've done it very, very well. But in my daily life, my suggestion there is I have to ring fence a day or a weekend. And for me, it's easier when, uh, when my children are away for a weekend and I can lock myself in, you know, to do, to do that. Um, because when you work on a complex story with a lot of red thread, a lot of characters and a lot of, you need to dive into your story so much that for me, just to write an hour a day doesn't work. It doesn't work. It works for structuring the story, checking out, you know, maybe the research, things around the the, the book um, and, the, uh, and the writing of the book works. But the writing of the core of the story for me, I need to deep dive. So a day works, a weekend is better. So if mm-hmm. when I can just go in Friday afternoon and continue to Sunday night and have that um, and really plan for that. So that's what I've done. I've done some planning for my writing because, I mean, you know, I have my own consulting business as well. And I, you know, you juggle a lot of things. Um, and um, so I think... Um, planning the time for me it's fridays usually friday is my my writing day um where i where i do it but it's been <laughs> lacking slightly lately <laughs> but, but but for me um that is good it's good to have a day it's good to have my writing day and if i can't get the weekend and uh, but it's getting easier for me because my kids are older um and they're very supportive of my writing as well so they they want they want that to happen and um you know they've also read the book so they want me to finish <laughs> so they can read read on um but yeah, um, so you've got readers in your house saying exactly oh, you've got to finish this i know you got the pressure just the pressure at home and oh gosh um but no so that would be my recommendation is to to find that and for some people it works depending on your book Depending on the on the story, like if you just say like I'm gonna write just in the mornings, and then I don't do so every morning I write because some people are very creative at night or in the morning first thing. I'm quite creative in the first thing in the morning, but also late at night sometimes, just like when it's quiet and it's dark, and I can just um, just drink a lot of coffee and write. (laughs) But so 
I guess everyone's different, but it's making the time and scheduling the time, I think is key. You have to. Absolutely. But then you have the challenge if, or am I, am I going to be very, really inspired here? Like that time that I've just ring fenced is that when I, but, but for me, that's where I find that I get inspired when I can deep dive into it. Then I get inspired, but it might take a little bit, bit of time. So you might be a bit rusty in the beginning uh, and then you, you, you get back into it. But I think one of my biggest challenges is that because I, I've had quite a lot of struggling things uh, the last couple of like 10 years privately, mm. which has actually been really good for my creativity, <laughs> like writing dark, <laughs> dark and twisted psychological thrillers have worked well for me. But my frame of mind is very different now. I'm very, yeah. you know, it's been fantastic. The move, I'm back to my home country, to my family, um, which means my creativity is not as good, actually, as it was, uh. when, it was when it was more struggling around me. So which is quite interesting, actually. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I feel inspired to write, but much happier things <laughs> <laughs> so then you have to get through this series so you can exactly. explore that topic <laughs> so I you said something you said something earlier that I am still reeling from which is that you can write 14 15 hours a day and I personally cannot so what I'm curious about is what level of planning do you have in place for the story to be able to keep going through like a very long writing day like that? Oh, for me, I, it I, I get absorbed uh, in my writing. I don't even notice the hours go by. I'm going to wow. tell you. Like I went to, this is quite funny. Last autumn, I went to Ibiza for, I think, eight days with my sister. And she was like begging me to have lunch with me once in a while. I was writing and I said, I'm sorry, I can't stop it. I, I told you I was going to write, but she's amazing. I mean, she's supported by, but... I couldn't stop. I could not uh, stop. I just stopped to sleep and I then continue in the morning and I crack on. I don't notice the hours go by. I get so involved and absorbed in the story that it just flows. And those are the periods when I've written most part of the story. It's when I get that, get that time away. That is always Good. I also write in this the Swedish archipelago. That's good. Very, very no distractions, nothing, and I can write and just look at the trees or the sea. Um, but uh, no. So I, uh, to be honest with you, no structure at all. Just oh wow, <laughs> just diving in and I write, and it feels like I'm in the story when I do that. Mm. I feel like I can feel every character. I can feel it, and 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 I love it. I love that. That's for me, it's like when I'm in the creative core of my creative mood. Um, and that's it's a really cool place to be. But I'm not not cool for others around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have to learn to explain what's happening. The most antisocial person ever when that happens. Oh, God. Well, I can see how I would feel that way. Like my book I'm working on now if I thought of it, like to think of, okay, how could I get myself into a Louise writing deep dive mode? I think if I imagine myself like a film camera or just like 
seeping into it. Like I was suddenly stepping through the veil and I was inside the world of the book. There's something about that that feels different and really exciting. Yeah, and I think that that is a really good way of looking at it because I think that's exactly what I do. But mm. then I take it one step further. I go into the character after. Mm. So you first you step into the story. You're in wherever you are. You you go. You're in there. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can hear it. And then you go into that. For me, that it can be sometimes really quite scary because oh, some yeah. of my especially with your pretty, books. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I know. And it could be, but I need to feel the pain and I need to feel like, okay, especially with Rose, you know, in book four, she's into some really horrible places and and going in there. and and But I think that's how I do it. And I do the same with a villain, but more with the study face on you know how would he react or how would mm. he do this and and he's much more based on more research on psychopaths and and so on and how they would so but, but I think you can identify maybe slightly more with the female characters because you're female yourself and you you know you both the uh the nature of her and I, I think that it's easier but so it's, you do it a little bit different depending on the chapters um, but some of the harder chapters, that's exactly what you do, exactly how you explain it. You know, you go film camera, but then you step out of the film camera and you get into the characters um, somehow. You live and feel it. That's, I think, how how I do it. But but for someone who usually don't do this, I think it's a really good way of thinking about it with a film camera. You're coming in and and you do it that way. It's a cool way of doing it because, but, and, and I think the, the trick there is to cut off all distractions. Mm-hmm. It also sounds like it helps you to have a really pretty view while you're doing this, given that you've talked about being in the Swedish <laughs> archipelago and Ibiza and yeah. so pretty view, no distractions. You feel like you're stepping inside, like you're living Inside. Yeah, and it's funny because I think that is that is so. I think it's the open, opens. You know, you look at a horizon, or you're looking at the water, or you're looking at the woods. Whatever you do there, I can actually. I mean, when I, for example, writing at Ibiza is different to in the archipelago. Archipelago, I see no one. You know, mm-hmm. but but if you're on a, at a resort or a hotel, it doesn't actually disturb me to have people in the periphery, but they around, they go, they swim. You know, they go. That's okay for me. As long as people don't interrupt me and talk right. to me, then it's fine. It's like, it's just that. And so I've written a lot of cafes as well. Uh-huh. I take my laptop and I write at a cafe. So maybe not that view, but it's still inspiring with like sort of chattering around me. But it, but it's, it's, um, it's somewhere close, but it's, I am in my bubble, but somewhere where other people might be. Um, it works as well. I think sometimes it's the change of scenery, yes. change of place, change of scenery, change of atmosphere. I think it's also good. Oh, definitely. I've been writing away from home more and it is helping so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just the thought of, oh, I could organize that. Oh, I could clean that. Oh, I need to deal with that. Oh, it's so, it pulls you right out of it. But if you're in a place where you have no responsibilities to that space or those people, then it's easier to stay inside of that bubble. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it's, 
it, but you know, it's difficult to get have the luxury of going to Ibiza or to the archipelago. I know, I know. Have to do it in normal life. <laughs> it's something to strive for. But yeah, I think that finding places to go into the bubble in real life so that you don't feel crushed by yeah. expectations and hopes that the book will come <laughs> out soon. Yeah, um, exactly. as your readers are hoping for it, but hopefully you'll be able to have the additional benefit of a show um, or yeah. a film before too long, which is so, so exciting. Yeah, and I think also the exposure to, for that. It's like the possibilities and the discussions around it. It just opens up different avenues and it's exciting to think about that. I mean, I work as well on the side project to get my books. They need to be on Audible. You know, they need to be audiobooks, but they're not yet. And I that's the pressure for me because a lot of people are asking for audiobooks. But it's so so much, you know, you can do. It's like getting, what is most important, getting book four done and five, or is it the audiobook, or is it all at the same time? And, you know, I'm sure everyone out there, all authors would feel the same. It's like, where do I start with everything? Because it's a lot. You know, 50 years ago, there was only a book. Now it's yes. like an ebook, and there's audiobook, and, you know, maybe on the screens. It's just like, it's so much. And also languages, shall I, shall, I'm sitting here now and thinking, shall I, translate this to Swedish. I, I am Swedish, but I've written in English and um but I'm now living Sweden. Maybe it would make sense to do it. But that's another project. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, there's so many ways, there's so many iterations of how the story can be shared. Yeah. But yeah, I think the question is like what's the best way for me to share the story right now? And oh be stay open to possibilities, but also let yourself finish the story that you have. <laughs> exactly. I think that needs to, that's where I've kind of started. That's my focus. Needs to be finished. So I can move on to other stories. Exactly. <laughs> stories to tell. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Well, I'm so grateful we got to hear about this and know about these possibilities and how it's impacting your writing. And I hope we can hear the next installment of the A.L. Berger and Adventures Ooh, with publishing yes. and, and books and getting them out in different forms when when you know what the next chapter holds. It's been so lovely to speak to you again. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite show? Good news. Ad-free listening on Amazon Music is included with your Prime membership. Just head to amazon.com slash ad-free fitness to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Enjoy thousands of ACAST shows ad-free for Prime subscribers. Some shows may have ads.